0: Let's get started. All right, here we are again. Welcome back to Mike Strategies Podcast. Tony Smith here, Vice President of the Mike Ferry Organization, and we have been involved in a three-part series. Hopefully, you've been following along with these three segments. This is the third of a three-part series. We started out with 50-plus transaction plan, 100-plus transaction plan, and today, the grand finale of this list is the 150-plus transaction plan. You know, I would challenge anybody uh, that's listening into this to consider for themselves if they believe they can make this a reality. You know, uh, when I started selling real estate, uh, you know, doing 30 or 40 transactions was almost unheard of. Somebody that was doing 50 or 60 or 70 was wasn't even on the radar, right? And then 100 was was like a unicorn, <laughs> right? And so it, was, it there was just, it, it, we couldn't fathom it. And then today, it's no different than the four-minute mile. You know, you think about Roger Bannister and the four-minute mile. Uh, it was unheard of. And then somebody does it and everybody believes that they have an opportunity to do it. And because of that belief, they're doing it. And to see these 150, 300, 500, 800 transactions in a year, it's being done today by real estate agents. So it just tells me that the sky is the limit. The sky is absolutely the limit. So for you, you really need to question and ask yourself, how far do you want to go? You know, what we know is the gap is, is really widening. The gap between the people doing volumes of business and not doing much at all is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It almost seems like more and more and more of the transactions are moving from the mass of real estate agents to the few. And, and that's why we see these three and four and 500 transaction situations. Yes, there's team structures behind it. But we have a lot of agents that, you know, are doing 100 plus transactions with, with uh, an assistant or two and a buyer's agent. We're not talking about all these people doing this business with massive teams. This is being done by regular agents every day. And so for you, you need to start investigating if you're not there or not thinking of it yet. How far are you willing to go? And then for those of you that are getting close, we also know that there's a, that people run into their roadblock. You know, we have agents that we coach that, you know, for four or five straight years, they go, Tony, I'm doing 78 deals. I did between 75 and 85 transactions for five straight years. I've been wanting to break through the 100, break through the 150. What is going on? Well, oftentimes it's complacency, or or like we've been discussing in the in these other podcasts, some of these components are still getting in the way, and so your job as you decide to increase your productivity and, and transaction count is to move more and more and more of these obstacles out of your way so you can do it. But let's take a look today: a hundred and fifty plus plan. You know, in most parts of the world, you think this is very. Most of the world, you start talking about a million dollars plus in in income. And we have, you know, the Mike Ferry organization has created more million dollar a year producing agents than any other coaching company. And it's, we've been here long enough and we we know how to get you there. So if this is in your radar, stay tuned. Stay t- in touch with us, all right? Let's look at these points. Breakthrough 150 plus. Number one, your schedule has to be more important than a prospect, customer or transaction. Your schedule has to be more important than a prospect, a customer, or a transaction. You know, you think about today for yourself. How often does a particular client, a particular customer, a transaction, how often does that become the only thing, the most important thing that your universe has to deal with today, tomorrow, this week, this month? It's really hard to break through this volume of transactions if, Any prospect or customer or transaction can basically shut you down, right? Yes, you get the deal closed. Yay, the deal's closed. But it cost me 10 days and it cost me, uh, you know, a lot of transactions. Think about this. At 150 deals and there's 365 days in a year, you have to close a transaction about every two or three days. You don't, there has to be a deal closing every two or three days all year long. So you can't let prospects customers or transactions get in the way. It becomes more of a factory mindset when it comes to the productivity. Okay? Two. Number two, remember that if one person takes you out of your schedule, the chances of succeeding that day are very slim. If one person takes you out of your schedule, the chances of succeeding that day are very slim. In the early days, We could have somebody take us out of our schedule two and three and four days in a given week. We could have a client every day pull us off our schedule for hours at a time. Sometimes we allow one word from a client to pull us off our schedule and go running off into some never-never land. When you're doing this kind of uh, volume and this kind of productivity, you have to understand that if one person, you know, if that title rep comes by or that, uh, you know, co-worker that's in your office comes by and they open the door and come in and say, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Boy, the odds at this level of production, it will mess things up. It's just not there. So, you know, you talk to a lot of of people that are high profile people, attorneys and doctors and and these high profile perceived professionals in the world, right? They all have gatekeepers. You know, there's the people that they have, their staff, their assistant, the, the nurse, the receptionist, the front people, and their jobs become to keep you protected from that person walking in and sitting down. Do you ever be able to walk into an attorney's office without an appointment, just go in and sit down and go, hey, let's chat, are you able to walk into a doctor's office without an appointment and just go right past the front desk and sit down at the doctor's office, the doctor's desk and chat? It's not acceptable. They have two and three and four clients booked already. They can't break for that. It's the same thing with you. So you have to start getting the mindset of who are the gatekeepers? Who's going to uh, keep me protected to go do my job? Right. Three on this list. We have to eliminate bad days immediately. You cannot allow yourself the luxury of a lot of bad days. You have to eliminate bad days immediately. Think about this. You have to be producing a new transaction every three days so one can close. Well, I had five bad days in a row, Tony. Well, that really messes up the flow of business. Bad days. Think about it right now. How often this year so far... Have you had a bad day or two or three strung together? At this, you know, when you get to this volume, you can't allow bad days. Your ability to rebound and recover has to be almost instantaneous. You know, I always talk about the curveball, right? People that, agents that produce at a high level, it's equivalent to baseball players that don't know how to hit the curve or know how to hit a curveball. If you're a baseball player and you cannot hit a curveball, there's a really good chance you're not going to get the high dollar incomes that it's very unlikely. Well, real estate is full of curveballs. You know, something pops up, a client walks into the office and demands to talk to you. A file completely unravels. A lender, you know, messes up a transaction and it has to start over. You know, there's uh, technology. The technology is broken. The computer doesn't work. There's a million curveballs. At this level of production, your ability to handle a curveball has got to hit its peak levels. How fast can you bounce back? Certainly can't have a bad day or two or three or four in a row. It's just, it just wrecks the production. Look at point four, okay? You have to really understand that when you're seeing customers and prospects in front of you, you need to ask yourself, do I really want to work with this person for the next five to 10 years? If you're going to do high levels of volume of production, there has got to be a growing level of repeat and referral business. Your database has to be growing. The amount of referrals that come in has to be growing. The amount of people that recommend you as a real estate agent has to grow and grow and grow. If you're a one-hit wonder, right, uh, Every if every transaction is isolated, it's all by itself, uh, your service isn't that great, or, or you, all you're looking for is that one commission in this one time, It is so hard to reproduce 150 plus one-timers. You've got to start increasing the repeat and referral business. So you really have to start building a database, which is, do I want to work with this person for the next five to 10 years? Am I working with this person properly over the next five to 10 years? You cannot do a transaction, throw people into the, you know, the never-never land and never follow up. Right, your follow up with a database, your your communication with them, staying connected has to kick in, or you have to go find them one at a time. It's pretty hard to do. Okay, major point four. Uh, let's look at point five. You cannot allow yourself the privilege of being in your office and not being highly productive. I'll repeat it. You cannot allow yourself the privilege of being in your office and not being highly productive. You know, it's the big fallacy and, you know, the big common theme, the fallacy in real estate is that everybody sitting at their desk and sitting in front of that computer rattling away on the keyboard is being highly effective, right? We know that there's only four income producing activities in our business, prospecting, lead follow-up, on an appointment with a buyer or seller, or negotiating a deal right and you have to recognize that 75% of your day at this level of production has got to be spent in income earning activities you you don't have the luxury anymore you don't have the luxury of going in and messing around in the office for several hours you know playing around with a a, a computer program for 3 days messing around with your website manipulation for a week you don't have the luxury. You've got to spend 75% of your time earning money. I know it's a harsh reality, but it is the truth when you're producing at this level. Interesting. Most agents were brought up in an environment that producing for 75% of the day wasn't even heard of, thought of. It wasn't an issue. None of your other agents in your office are doing it. Your broker doesn't recommend it. The industry doesn't demand it. There's no standards for it. So, you start in this world where a major portion of your not time is not producing income. Well, at some point you have to flip that over if you're ever going to do this kind of volume. Where do you stand with this today? What percentage of your time daily is spent earning money and what percent of your time daily is spent doing administration work? High, production, high productivity requires highly productive activities all day long okay so you can't be in there messing around look at point 6 you have to be a master of numbers facts and details you have to become a master of numbers facts and details you know when you when you do this you'll make all your decisions better and that is why right like if we if we don't really understand what the market is doing, if we don't really understand what our own personal production numbers mean, if we're not paying attention to the details, you know, you're going to reproduce 150 files in a year. There better be some systems and processes, the detail. You can't forget lock boxes on half of them. You can't uh, have to circle back around and order the photographer 10 days after you take a listing. You can't not follow up with a phone call every week to each one of your sellers, right? Um, Details. The details have got to be covered by somebody or it's impossible to do volume. You know, if you've got people running, oh, shoot, we forgot the photos. Oh, no, we got a lockbox. I got to drive back over there again. That kind of inefficiency is unacceptable. So you have to become really solid at understanding the numbers, the facts, and the details. So, you can make smarter decisions. Number seven, everybody, and I mean everybody, goes into slumps now and then. You will too at this level. You have to get out of it really fast. So, your ability to recover from a slump has got to get at its peak level. All right. And, you know, when in the early years, when you're trying to do, you know, 20, 25, 30 deals, you know, if you could be in a slump for a month, And still hit the goal like you could literally go into a slump and go into a deep, deep, dark depression and not do any deals for a month and still hit your goal. But at 150 transactions, you can't be in in a slump for more than a day. Right. You've got to recover very fast. How long have you been in slumps at this current level of production? Have you found yourself in a slump for a week or two or 10 days without taking a listing? Here's a, good, here's a good little challenge for yourself. What has been the average gap between listings taken this year for you so far? What has been the gap? Well, let's, let's just use this number, 150 transactions, right? There can be no more than three days between every listing or taken or every transaction. How many 10-day slumps can you have? You can't have many. If you had 10 10-day 10 slumps in a year, 150 is out of the question. Right. It's just impossible. So you have to stay in production mode all of the time and you just don't get the, the freedom of those slumps. Number eight, never lower your standards or your expectations. If you want to break through 150 transactions, you have to become an highly, highly expectant real estate agent with standards that are almost unbreakable. You know, think about a standard. You know that, that little thing that holds up the light pole in your parking lot? It's called a standard. That's the big piece of concrete that the light stands on. How flexible is that standard? Try hitting it with your car a couple times and see what happens. It's not very flexible, is it? You've got to have standards like that in your business. Well, you know, I have a standard for the type of clients I work with, but you know what? Um, I'm going to work with this client that's really not qualified. They're They're uh, highly emotional, um, they're rude and obnoxious to my staff, but you know what, I'm just going to bring them in this one time. Boy, it can wreck four or five transactions. Oh, I know, I typically price my properties right, but I'm going to list these this listing way overpriced. You have to maintain your standards, right? Um, and everything from price point to prospecting to time management to the type of listings you take to the length of the listing contract, You've got to hold your standards. And then expectations. Oh, boy, we've got to really manage and monitor our expectations. This This is the time in your career where you expect great things daily from your production. You expect great things from your staff. Mike has told us for years, at this level of production, you absolutely cannot, cannot sanction incompetence like you can't have a couple staff people that don't know what they're doing, they don't uh they're they're not uh, coachable, they're not learning how to run the processes, they they don't show up on time, they're they're always late. That is unacceptable at this level of production. You can't sanction incompetence. Your expectations of yourself and people have to be at a top rate, which I think is a great environment to work in. Number 9, Quit making the same assumptions that low producers or non-producers make. They're too expensive. Okay, at 150 plus, you cannot make the same assumptions that low producers or non-producers make. They're too expensive. Let me give you an example. Allowing the external world to tell you what the market is doing right? Assumption, oh, this bubble's going to burst. Oh, this is never going to burst. Those are all assumptions. You can't make those assumptions that low producers make. The the market exists in your head and in your your company. Your job is to decide the market conditions. You can't make a false, well, that lead's not calling me back. They're probably going to list with another agent. You don't know that. That's a full-blown assumption. If they haven't called you back until you find out, you don't know. Low producers make those kind of assumptions. Well, I assume they're gonna wait a year before they list their home. You gotta ask, right? You just cannot get caught in all of those false assumptions that low producers make. Think about how expensive some of these things I'm talking about are. Do you ever buy into what the people out there are telling you that the real estate market's gonna do over the next year? Oh, it's gonna go straight down. If you buy into those assumptions, you very possibly could, could be cutting off the option. Uh, we've all been guilty of looking back at a market cycle and going, man, I should have taken more listings. I didn't realize how hot it was. Or man, I should have got my rear end in gear. I didn't realize that the prices were going to drop that much. Or, you know, all of these crazy assumptions. You have to stop it at this level. Okay. Ten, work hard to control the hourly ups and downs in your schedule. If you're going to produce at this level, you've got to work really hard to control the and things happen up and down right i have a listing appointment in an hour oops they canceled oh wait a minute they rescheduled for tomorrow right ups and downs oh good hey congratulations you've accepted the offer nope we're backing out we're not selling the home right uh you know there's so many ups and downs staff perfect perf- person walks in out of the blue you know i quit Okay. These are ups and downs. They're normal things in a real estate business, in any business for that matter. You've got to work really hard to control those ups and downs, which is to basically uh, count on and expect for all the contingencies. Expect for some of these things to happen. You need maybe staff people cross-trained so that if one leaves, you're covered right? Uh, You need to not buy into the fact that you have a listing appointment this afternoon, so you're going to stop prospecting right now. It only matters after the contract has been signed. Don't put two transactions together and sit back for a while because both of them could fall out. You basically have to run your business as if these things are not happening, okay? The hourly ups and downs. How much do you find yourself going up and down emotionally throughout the day? Do you find those ups and downs? You've got to level it out. Eleven, be critical and raise the quality of your presentation every day. Boy, at 150 plus, your presentation now has to be operating at world-class level. Your critical nature of yourself and the way you present. Well, you know, I kind of botched that one. You know, I've kind of been a little lazy this month with my presentation. It's not acceptable. You've got to maintain a standard for yourself on the quality of your presentation. I would recommend that you in writing, critique every single presentation you go on at this level. In writing, how was my energy? Did I use Mike Ferry's five-step process, right? Did I take control there? Did I use the scripts verbatim? Did I close aggressively for the signature? Did I handle their objections? Uh, how did I use my tonality, my body language, my inflections? Were they fully qualified, right? You've got to critique every presentation you go on at this level, okay? And then number 12. I'm going to say it again. We said it actually in the last. Actually, I think it's shown up in all three segments. Don't be attached to the outcome. You at this level cannot afford to get attached to the outcome of a transaction or a listing appointment. It's just not a space you can spend your time. You've got to be looking at it like I'm going to give it my best shot next. I'm going to get the listing sign and once that's finished, I'm moving on. If you don't do that, your business ping pongs up and down. So this has been a fun run. We've run through this whole series of thoughts through these three different levels of production. I would love to think that everybody that's tuning in this podcast can go from 50 and into 100 and then to 150 and beyond. Wouldn't it be great? I know it'd be great for you and your family's income, but it'd also be great for the real estate community. The more agents that do high repetitions is actually better service for the client. So thanks for your time. I really appreciate the opportunity to spend some time in this little series. We've got more to come. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.